Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Before you know it, we're already one hour into our brand new work week and got a lot to get to. We still have to talk game one, the opener of the American League Championship Series with game two to follow on Monday and then the start of the National League Championship Series. And I know there's a lot of chatter over the weekend. It felt kind of weird this early in the baseball playoffs to not have any games until Sunday. So once again, like Wild Card Week, the division series follow the same pattern where there are no game threes slash game fives. There are no winner-take-all games, meaning we didn't have anything uh, that extended past Thursday, right? It was odd. And so all those series ending before they get to the limit, and we were able to to get a couple days for a, a deep breath. And I guess that does help these final four teams then extend, um, well, take a little extra time off, take the travel time, of course, but also... Uh, extend that rest to their starters and bullpen and make sure they line up the rotation the way that they want. But on Monday, it's a quick turnaround. I do understand why baseball chooses a lot of times the w- the way that they plan out these doubleheaders and primetime games. Uh, Philadelphia is obviously a huge draw right now. Uh, because of what they did last year, because of the star power they have. And so Philadelphia's got that game under the lights. And then you've got games one and two, and it's not really a getaway day on Monday uh, because they're not turning around and playing on Tuesday, but it isn't. it almost does operate like a getaway day for the Rangers and the Astros. Uh, and, and when I say travel, duh. I mean, they're not really going anywhere. But in, in terms of getting out of the ballpark and having – a f- one full day off, right, which will come on Tuesday. Um, and so it, we do see this a lot in Major League Baseball where you've got teams that are playing a series and they finish up a series with an afternoon game that follows a night game. So it's not that foreign to these guys. But it is a quick turnaround, though, where you've got the Rangers and the Astros who will turn around and play on Monday It's 3.30 local time, but 4.30 Eastern time, and then that's followed by the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. So that's Major League Baseball. We'll get to yet another vintage. (laughs) Ha-ha. Is there such a thing as vintage Jordan Montgomery? If there wasn't, there is now. So Jordan Montgomery is already leaving his mark for the Rangers, and not a big offensive game, of course, uh, because of Justin Verlander. 
but the Rangers do what they need to do. And Jordan Montgomery, fantastic, plus the defense behind him. So we'll talk some baseball coming up here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And as I say, we'll have a doubleheader on Monday between the two different championship series plus Money Eye Football. And it's going to be a big draw, of course, because it is the Dallas Cowboys who are playing on Monday Night Football. And that's on the road at L.A. So a lot happening to start the work week, but we're glad to have you with us. I hope that you enjoyed your weekend. I hope that you did not eat eight cupcakes on Saturday the way that I did, although I avoided a cupcake coma, and they were absolutely divine. We have... Almost settled. We've we've narrowed it down to two options, the cupcakes for the wedding. So I'll tell you that story tomorrow because you're not going to believe what happened with my best friend's dog who apparently likes baked goods. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, no, I don't turn any of them away. It was a story. It was def- It's definitely a story. <laughs> so hope you enjoyed your weekend. I do love the fall. The Thames has started to turn. I know there was some nasty weather in a lot of places, but... Uh, do enjoy this time of the year, this mid-October. The Niners lost their first game, courtesy of the Cleveland Browns. That defense so stingy. Uh, if I read this correctly, which I think I did, but don't quote me because I don't know the exact number of yards. The Browns' defense has allowed the fewest number of yards in the NFL, and it's just over 1,000 yards. I'd have to go back and add it up. But, yeah, pretty impressive what that defense has done, even as Deshaun Watson's been out a few games now with the shoulder injury. Uh, they you know started a rookie, and, and, and now it's P.J. Walker. And so it's it's obviously been tough losing Nick Chubb, having to bring back Kareem Hunt. The offense has gone through a bunch of – adversity already this season, but the defense has been really good. And that was a big question mark last year. They spent a bunch of money. They tried to remake their defense in 22. It it never really came together. And so now here they are with one of the best defenses in the NFL. And defense travels. I say that all the time. Defense travels. And so if you have a defense, especially as the weather gets colder, in colder weather cities like Cleveland, like those in the AFC North, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and there as well, a defense can make all the difference. I mean, it, it certainly can be a not only a game changer, but it can help you stick around and be relevant in your division. So good for the Cleveland Browns. And was it just me or did they celebrate like they'd won the Super Bowl? It was quite the celebration. There were flags thrown because the game wasn't over when the rookie missed the kick for San Francisco. But according to the Browns, (laughs) it definitely was. So, and we'll talk about the Ravens. The Ravens were on the road in London. So they're still on top of that division now because the Steelers are off this weekend. So Steelers and Browns have the same three and two mark. The Bengals now have gotten back to 500 and we will talk about them as well. But ultimately, the Browns are the ones who deal that blow to the San Francisco 49ers who are now 5 and 1. Do you know who else is 5 and 1? The Detroit Lions. We'll talk about them coming up too. And then the Philadelphia Eagles who are at the Jets. No Aaron Rodgers was not playing though he was throwing footballs on the field before the game without crutches or any sort of apparatus to keep him upright. Uh, So hobbling, if you saw the video of him walking into the stadium, he's definitely hobbling. He was on a golf cart. They brought him into the tunnel, but then he walked slowly and gingerly from there. 
had a headset on, presumably working with Zach Wilson, but it cracks me up how Zach has now become this very popular figure. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't sit well with Aaron. (laughs) So, yes, the Jets hosting the Eagles at MetLife Stadium. The place was loud. There were a lot of Philly Eagles fans there, for sure. It's an easy trip, but Jets fans can be crazy. They can be raucous, too, although they haven't had a whole lot to cheer about uh, going back to the beginning. But it seems as though the tide is turning around Zach Wilson. Now, the Eagles, But to be fair, the Eagles shot themselves a in in the foot a bunch in this game against the Jets. And and we see, again, what they're capable of and the various ways that the Eagles can hurt you offensively. We saw this last year on their way to the Super Bowl. Um, But the the Jalen Hurts tush-push conversation, I actually texted that to a family member on Sunday. What in the world is happening? So so the Eagles tush push and the essentially what is the the Jalen Hurts ability to run behind that line, a big beefy, strong physical offensive line. Uh, DeAndre Swift as well, I and mean, they've lost a couple guys, but they're still able to control the run or and control the ball, control the game. And they're also able to go up and down with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and others. And so that the first thing we saw from the Eagles on Sunday is that kind of slogging ball control that wears out the defense and lulls the other offense to sleep while they're sitting on the benches. Uh, and they're just, whoa, uh, just have to sit over there and kind of get cold and don't get to participate in the game at all. A 10-minute drive for the Eagles on their opening possession. It goes 90-plus yards, 19 plays. 19 plays. And this is right after the the uh, Jets have a really short possession, and then they have to just go sit down on the benches and hang out. So really, it can be more than just a physical interruption. It can also be a psychological interruption. When you're psyched up, you've warmed up, you've run out of your tunnel, your fans are jazzed up, and then your opponent has the ball for 10 minutes and 19 plays. Heavens to Betsy. Now, Jalen does go up. This was not a tush push. Jalen goes up the middle for a couple of yards, loses possession on the goal line. It's initially ruled a fumble, and it was recovered in the end zone by a jet, meaning that the Eagles were not able, they couldn't get the touchdown there, and it was a turnover, except that on review, they come back from a commercial, and on review, it's been ruled a touchdown that he did cross the plane before he lost possession of the ball. So the Eagles end up getting that touchdown there, but they also have the whole Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing in the first half, a pair of first half turnovers by the Eagles, which really just equal the wasted chances, right? They, they, they end up throwing away a couple of possessions where they could have put points on the board and the giants, I'm not the giants. Well, the giants too, were also (laughs) playing a game like this, but this is the jets, a late field goal for the jets. And so it's, are you ready for this? 14 to nine at the half. So you get the six to nothing lead for the giants over the bills at half. And then the jets are locked in a battle with the Eagles 14 to nine at the break. And that theme for the Eagles really continued in the second half. It's more missed opportunities. It's more mistakes. A couple more Jalen Hurts interceptions and then a missed field goal in the fourth quarter. And that's what the Eagles were doing. I don't care how bad your opponent is. And the Jets aren't bad. They just have had some quarterback issues. And there was no Sauce Gardner. They had some 
some injury issues as well. But if you're going to waste three opportunities in the fourth quarter of a tight game with two turnovers and a missed field goal, well, you're likely to have it come back and bite you in the ass. And it definitely did that. Because we know the Jets can play defense. We know they're opportunistic. And the Eagles let the Jets hang around, hang around. Jalen Hurts in the shotgun. A back to his right. Twin receivers to either side. Back to throw is Hurts. Looks left, throws left. It's intercepted. Picked off. Running right, Tony Adams. He's inside the 25. Breaks a tackle. Down to the 10-yard line. One minute and 50 seconds to go. And the Jets are inside the 10-yard line on the pick. Unbelievable. First and goal at the eight. Brees Hall, the eyeback. Handoff Hall up the middle. They're going to let him score. And he's into the end zone for a Jet touchdown. The Eagles let the Jets score. Rather than letting the clock wind all the way down, and Brees Hall took it into the end zone, for a Jet touchdown, 1.46 to go. The Jets now have a four-point lead, but the Eagles still have two timeouts and a lot of time on the clock because the Jets went into the end zone as the Eagles went freeway on defense. So, yes, Brees Hall gets into the end zone. The points are important. I understand what Bob was using is saying, and certainly the Eagles would rather get the ball back, but those points were mammoth. I mean, if they don't score there after the turnover, then it doesn't matter. But what a run by Tony Adams, too. He picks the ball off, and then he picks his way through traffic all the way to the eight-yard line. Otherwise, the Eagles might have actually stood up on defense and tried to keep the Jets from scoring. But as it is, uh, that turnover, the third interception of the day by Jalen Hurts, leads to an easy touchdown for the Jets, and they go up 20-14. to Next four snaps for the Eagles result in a whole lot of nothing. And the Jets come away with a big victory at home. The place was crazy. You could hear it. I sometimes wonder if I could feel it, the the seismic activity, since I live just 15 minutes north of MetLife Stadium. And so on, uh, gosh, on back-to-back windows on Sunday, you have the final two unbeatens in the NFL get their first loss. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you may have heard the stat, seen the stat, that the Jets were 0-12 against the Eagles in their history, but no longer. It says a lot about this group and, and how mentally strong they are and how much they love one another and appreciate one another and fight for one another. But, uh, you know, we're going to continue battling. We're going to continue to try to find a way to write our story for this year. And uh, obviously winning this game going into the bye week is nice, but... We had a big one last year, too. We've got to come out of the bye week with even more more intent and more of that mindset and continue to find ways to get better so we can finish stronger. Huge. This is a big win for us. This is a, an unbelievable team, as I think you guys saw. That was a, a good team on that side of the ball, and those guys did a great job up front. They did a great job in their secondary of making it tough on us, not giving us easy ones, and we needed that win. And I thought all the guys kept fighting. Everyone kept fighting. Uh, we had O-linemen stepping up that, you know, tip tip going down and Wes coming in and stepping up and Max coming in and playing this week as well. And I thought everyone was battling all the way across the board. Zach Wilson, numbers aren't eye-popping necessarily. Under 200 yards passing. He was sacked five times by the Eagles. But here's what matters. Two things. He looks 
comfortable. He looks more confident. He clearly has the support of his teammates, and that has made all the difference. That's night and day from a year ago. So that's one thing. But the second thing is he didn't turn the ball over. Jalen Hurts had three interceptions. DeAndre Swift, I think, had the fumble for the Eagles. And so they had four turnovers, and Zach Wilson had none. The the Jets had none. The Eagles were better. I went ahead and looked up all the numbers. The Eagles were better in almost every statistical category except turnovers. I don't care how good you are. When it comes to, again, a team that has a really good defense, if you're going to play fast and loose with the football, this is what's going to happen. Now, we know that Jalen Hurts always waxes philosophical. There's always a life lesson in every football game and in every football moment, and he was speaking to himself after the game. I've been here before. You know, it's all about how you respond to it. And um, you know, I got a feeling I will come in and uh, come in with some great intensity. And, you know, some of these things, they build character. I say that all the time. It truly builds character. And so uh, this team just has to respond the right way. Whatever plays called, whatever we got to do, everybody got to execute. So everybody got to get back to work. You know what I mean? That's all. We got another opportunity next week. So there were the four turnovers that essentially for the Eagles will be something that keeps them up at night, right? Because they did what they needed to do to win, but because of their mistakes, which not only limited their opportunities, their possessions, but also gave the Jets, I mean, the points off turnovers in the final two minutes there, that gave the Jets the lead. And so the Jets moved to three and three, which honestly, after Aaron Rodgers got hurt four snaps into the season, not many people thought this was possible, especially if they were going to stick with Zach Wilson as their QB. There was no way or very little way, that the Niners and Eagles were going undefeated. So that's not a big surprise. It's just about week six and who their opponents were. That's a bit of a surprise. But both these teams on the road, uh, Eagles and Niners, and they get tripped up by really good defenses. All right, coming up, we are going to get to the Lions back half of this hour because along with the Eagles and the Niners and the Dolphins, do you know the Lions? Oh, and the Chiefs, sorry. And the Chiefs. So you have a a handful of teams there. Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, who moved to 5-1 on Thursday night. Dolphins, who once again are monsters of of the offense. The Mike McDaniel monster. That's that's what it's turning into. And then the Detroit Lions. Those are your 5-1 teams, which I think is, is great. We've got some fresh blood in there with the Dolphins and the Lions. Credence two, to that. Two teams that have gone a long time without playoff success. So we'll talk about Lions on the back half of the hour. Want to get to a little baseball uh, because it's Texas, Battle of Texas, Rangers, Astros. First time ever meeting in the postseason. And look, there's Justin Verlander again, except... Jordan Montgomery had a little something-something for the Houston Astros lineup. You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS. We just put up our Monday MVP poll, so you can take that and let us know. If you have a write-in vote, you can do that too. So it's always hard to narrow it down because we get just four slots on Twitter. On Facebook, people go a little hog wild, write in everything from, oh, I don't know, my name sometimes to an entire defense, whatever it is that floats your boat on a Sunday night into a Monday morning because it can be tough to get started into another work week. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Floats one into shallow right center. It falls for the base hit. Dubon gets onto it, rounding third. Carter, he scores standing up. The Rangers strike again in the second inning and grab a 1-0 lead here in game one of this American League Championship Series. Pitch is on the way. And Tavares hits it deep to right field. Back goes Tucker. He turns, he looks, and that ball is history. There's the first postseason home run for Leody Tavares. It gives the Rangers a 2-0 lead. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Rangers Radio, we've seen some gaudy offensive performances from these Rangers so far in the playoffs. Uh, They blasted Orioles pitching, right? They have not yet lost in this postseason. But with Jordan Montgomery on the mound, they don't need a ton of runs to cross the plate. He's doing work. The first two batters were retired, but McCormick, Dubon, and Pena have delivered consecutive singles. The count is one and two. Montgomery is ready. The set and the pitch. He struck him out swinging with a high fastball. Down goes Maldonado, and the Astros leave the bases loaded. No runs on three hits and three left. And after four, it's still one nothing Rangers. 
This was the lowest offensive output for the Rangers so far in the playoffs, but Jordan Montgomery has been brilliant. And really over the last month, that includes the final few starts of the regular season, but in the playoffs, in three starts, and he's been the opener, if you will, uh, for each of these series. Though, of course, the wild card series against the Rays just went two games, and then they swept the Orioles. But he's been their their first starter in each of the series now. And so in three appearances, his ERA is 2.08. And while there was some defense behind him, and certainly the, the Rangers get credit for what they do behind their starter, Uh, And putting the two runs on the board, yes. Jordan Montgomery, the star, on this night in game one. If it doesn't raise your game in the playoffs, I don't think you're doing it right. Um, Obviously, I'm super excited to take the ball tonight. And um, anytime I can give my team a chance to win, I'm going to do my best. He threw a heck of a game tonight. I mean, he had a good fastball. He was throwing harder than I remember. Uh, We hadn't seen him uh, in a long time. And uh, he had a good curveball, uh, pretty good changeup. We had him, you know, on the ropes uh, a couple times. Uh, we got those three consecutive two-out singles, and the one was hit, um, you know, too hard and directly at the left fielder for Gary to score him. And, uh, you know, uh, boy, the young left fielder, he, he made some heck of plays. So Dusty Baker with a bit of a synopsis, and I want to backpedal a little bit because there was a a pretty big moment for the Astros that was kind of mindful of what had happened with Bryce Harper, the whole attaboy Harper uh, in that series between Phillies and Braves that ended late last week. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, but just to talk about Montgomery for a minute, he was drafted by the Yankees. And he stayed in their system for a while, right? He was... Um, He was part of a trade that sent him to St. Louis. And then earlier this year, before the trade deadline, was peddled to Texas. And Texas was looking for starting pitching. Obviously, they brought in Max Scherzer as well. And by the way, he is active for the ALCS. Or active, sorry. He's on the roster for the ALCS. Getting my sports crossed. It's like IL and IR and DL and all that jazz. Uh, And so Montgomery's had quite the journey going back to, let's say, 22, right? Even last season. Starts with New York, gets flipped to the Cardinals. The Cardinals were awful this season for a lot of different reasons. And so with the trade deadline, they send him to the Rangers. So his third team, going back to the beginning of last year, and yet the stability that he has brought. And honestly, the second he left New York, he pitched really well for the Cardinals, especially at the end of 22 when they were a playoff team. So, yeah, he is... I mean, he's been this incredible revelation for them now, and I'm really excited for him to be able to pitch the way that he is and, again, to have this moment to take the ball and to be so good considering everything that he's been through. As for Justin Verlander, starting yet again for the Astros in the playoffs, and he's not bad. He gives up two runs on six hits but didn't love how he started the game. A bit erratic uh, the first couple innings. Um you know, especially fastball control. I uh, thought it cleaned up as the game went along. Um, you know, uh, kind of started to find my groove there the last few innings. Uh, obviously, one bad pitch it resulted in another run to Tavares there. But, um, you know, overall, I thought um, as the game went along, it got, uh, it got better and better. Do you want to know something crazy 
I mean, maybe you won't be surprised considering how baseball has gone in more recent years, but specifically the playoffs where the situational pitching is so enhanced. Do you know that this game with Jordan and Justin as the starters, they could be twinsies, Jordan and Justin, uh, do you know that's the first baseball playoff game this year in which both starters have pitched into the seventh? Man, the game has changed. It's extraordinary that two starters would actually last into the seventh inning. Good for them both. I think they were both pulled. Actually, uh, Jordan may have been out with six and a third. But either way, they both got into the seventh. And it was a very well-pitched game. Even we though... grinded. I-, <laughs> I wasn't even bleeping here. Uh, even though there were opportunities like the Astros with the bases loaded who couldn't get anything across in the fourth. But that wasn't the only moment. So just to circle back and land the plane... Evan Carter, he's a rookie who did not make his debut in the majors until early September. So one of the September call-ups. Do you know he had turned 21 days before he was called up? He's 21 years old. 21. But he has brought some really incredible playmaking to the defense Manning center field at Minute Maid Park in game number one. If you've seen the video or you watch the game, you know there's this weird space where the the wall of or the it's the wall. It's the it's the back wall, I guess you'd call it. That sounds weird to call it a wall in a stadium. Uh, but the back uh, of the stadium kind of juts out and then makes this L because there's a garage door there. It's the deepest part of the park, and there's a a ball that's hit by Alex Bregman that go- it looks like it's going to bounce off the wall if nothing else, but it may have gone out. It just, it any other part of the park, it's likely to go out. That ball was smashed. Carter tracks it down, catches it right in front of the wall. Incredible play, right? Again, a rookie who's 21 years old, barely 20. He can barely drink alcohol legally, for heaven's sakes. And so as this ball is hit, Jose Altuve's on first base. He, of course, takes off on his horse. He gets to second. He kind of gets past second, barely, not, not very far past second. This wasn't quite as far as, like, when Bryce Harper did it for the Phillies on that game ender in game number two against the Braves. But Altuve gets past the base. And then, because he's kind of turned around in a strange way, and he's so close to the base, he just kind of pivots back as Carter catches the ball and goes back to first, barely beating the throw. I mean, he's he's hustling it. He's barely beating the throw back, except because he got wrong-footed, because, again, he was so close to the base as he turned around, he got wrong-footed and ended up not touching second base on his way back through and is doubled up on replay. That was close, you know, because he had his foot still on the bag, you know, and uh, that was a matter of interpretation, but but his left foot was past the bag. And so, um, you know, it didn't work. So what Dusty's saying is that according to the rules, if you run past the bag, when you turn around, if you have to turn around and go back, if you're past the bag, you have to tag the base again. 
You have to step on the base again. And they went over it and over it with replay. What Dusty's saying is that's up for interpretation because I'm not sure he fully went past the bag. Is it all of you that has, has to go past the bag? Is it just one foot that has to go past the bag? How is that defined? It actually reminds me of backcourt in basketball because in back in basketball, all of you has to get over, right? So if you still have one toe that's left in the backcourt, then you're not fully over. But in this case, as Dusty points out, you know, not all of him was past the bag, and so they felt like he didn't necessarily have to tag it again. But that's not how the officials ruled, so he was doubled up. And and there were other opportunities for the Astros. They just didn't capitalize on either Jordan Montgomery or on uh, the bullpen. And now for 21-year-old Evan Carter and his Rangers teammates, I mean, it's all sunshine and roses, right? They've won six games in a row to start this postseason. I am aware. This is awesome. Um, you know, we can hopefully we can keep it rolling. Um, you know, the Rangers are hot right now, you know, pitching and hitting alike. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 21. He's younger than my youngest niece, and I can't even imagine her sitting in front of a microphone answering questions. He just turned 21. This is awesome. (laughs) I'm glad he's having fun. And boy, he deserves to, considering some of the plays he's made defensively. None bigger than the big catch near the garage door (laughs) Uh, as they are trying to preserve that victory for Jordan Montgomery. So the Rangers are off to a 1-0 start, and they grab the home field advantage now against the Astros. Okay, we'll get back to... The hot, hot, hot teams in the NFL because there are a few. Lions keep winning. And, oh, speaking of Houston, so do they. C.J. Stroud finally throws an interception, but the defense, the D'Amico Ryans, it's the D'Amico D, if you will, Man, it's doing work as well. You can take our poll, Who's Your Monday MVP? Find it on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. Always good to connect with you across the country, especially on NFL Sunday nights into a Monday morning quarterback. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
Stroud. Back to pass, throws right side and caught touchdown. Dalton Schultz. The Texans score. CJ to Schultz. The connection pays off again. Third and seven. Carr has three receivers to his right. Back to throw. Does throw deep over the middle. Looking for Shahid. And Rashid Shahid in the middle of the field. Scores the touchdown for the Saints. Little post pattern. Yep. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. The city of Houston hosting two major sporting events on Sunday. It was my mom's husband sent me a text. He could only stomach so much of the Texans. Like, what are you talking about? This is the D'Amico D. They're starting to win. This is more excitement around the, the well, C.J. Stroud and the defense in Houston than there's been for quite a while now since they were going to, uh, you know, go to the playoffs and winning division titles. So the Saints in town to visit the Texans before the Astros and the Rangers tangled at Minute Maid Park. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk Houston, then we'll get to Detroit you know, the hype train goes through the Motor City. The hype train. C.J. Stroud finally throws his first interception, but crazy circumstances. Did you guys see this? Middle of the first quarter, he gets picked off by Saints linebacker Zach Bound, and then Zach turns around and fumbles it right away himself. So he, get tackle, he gets tackled, the linebacker gets tackled, and he coughs up the football. And so Houston then recovers. So, yes, it was a brief change of possession, and it was officially an interception to end CJ's streak of 191 passes, longest ever by a rookie to start his career. But honestly, if you watch the game, it felt like that interception and then the fumble and the fumble recovery by the Texans sparked them. I mean, that changed the entire game. They have three straight scoring drives then, a pair of touchdown passes for CJ. They're up at the half. And the second half, I can understand why people would turn it off. It was a buzzsaw. Only six total points in the second half. Uh, New Orleans missed a couple of chip shot field goals. Derek Carr had an interception. They failed with an opportunity in the red zone. But a lot of that goes back to the defense, right? So Houston had a couple of big stops late for D'Amico Ryans and don't look now. But the Texans are actually 3-3 three and three entering their bye week. It's something that we talked about all week is just finishing, right, finishing this week 3-3. Three and three. Hey, we know our team has continued to improve, continue to get better, but it was it was very important for us, right, to finish with a win this week before heading to our bye week. Just go in just with a better feeling. You can enjoy your bye week a little bit better off of a win. It was a hard fought win. Uh, needed that one, man. Our, our biggest thing was leave, empty the tank and leave the uh, game three and three um, and going into the bye week. So that's huge for us. Um, Got to uh, have a good bye week and, and get better there. Um, rest up because it's going to be a, a big time um, second half of the season that we need to execute better and be better at. So um, happy with the win and, and proud of my guys for being resilient and fighting. So Stroud just under 200 yards passing, has a couple of touchdowns, does have his first pick. And what was it like when you walk up? Well, walk off the field, I guess, eventually, though Houston did have possession back pretty quickly. So it wasn't your typical pick. My teammates were all like, man, you got this. Let's go. Um, and I look back, D'Amico was like, <laughs> D'Amico was like, man, you got it. Like, 
he I can see it in his eyes that like he cared uh, about how I was going to respond. So um, for me, uh, that makes a lot just for them to have trust and faith in me, and uh, I'm gonna have trust and faith in myself too. Like I know that that play, he made a good play, um, and they weren't gonna give me again. A lot of buzz around C.J. Stroud. A lot of buzz around the Texans. Does it feel different now? I'd love to hear from you, Texans fans. On Twitter, ALaw Radio. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. As for the Saints, they're also three and three, so same record, but it feels so different for New Orleans. Uh, Derek Carr throws fifty passes in this one. They weren't able to get a whole lot going with the run game, so yeah, he has over three hundred fifty passing yards. But the team is zero for three in the red zone. They could not get it into the end zone. We as an offense had too many details and you know I'm not going to tell you what happened and yes we know and yes we know what it was and all those things and I won't say it but <laughs> there's these little details that if we just do those things right you're, you're looking like oh my gosh we scored 28 points you know or we you know and uh, I just want to win man like you know the yards are awesome great thanks um, you know <laughs> yes but couldn't care less like I just want to win that's all I care about I appreciate Derek's passion but I have to tell you when he when he starts out and he's talking about how that's for us to know, um, we're you know we know we're not going to tell you. Remember the old like kids chant that you would <laughs> that you would tease someone with. That's for me to know and you to find out. All right. So Saints are also three and three, but it does not feel the same as the Texans. Okay. Forget three and three. How about five and one? There are a handful of teams in the NFL that share the best record, and that includes the Detroit Lions. Now, you all picked this game in Tampa as the game of the week. That was according to your votes on both Twitter and Facebook. And right away, Baker Mayfield, we don't see the the Tampa Baker. We see the Cleveland Baker. He throws a pick. It leads to a field goal for Detroit. And honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of offense in the first half, but we did get to see flashes with the Lions. Lions send two receivers right, two left. Goff works out of the gun on third and 13 from the Tampa Bay 27. Play clock at four. Goff's got it. Back, looking, throws middle, complete. Amon Ra at the 20. Cutting across, looking for a block. Gets one inside the 15. A big block to the 10, (laughs) to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby. You want to talk about teamwork. Amon Ra with a catch. Craig Reynolds with a big block to help spring him. And the Lions find the end zone. Oh, fantastic. They are feeling it. The Lions on the road still able to get that uh, sweet touchdown drive. And Amon Ross St. Brown, he and Jared Goff have really developed a nice rapport. Dan Miller with the call on Lions Radio. Now, Detroit didn't have either Jameer Gibbs and then David Montgomery, too, lost uh, to an injury in the second half. They didn't have him either. Uh, and so because of that, it was a lot more on Goff to go out there and make it work with his receivers. And you know what? You may not have faith in Jared Goff, but I think you better pay more attention. Jamison Williams checks back in. It is third and 10. Lions just converted a third and 11. They need a third and 10 here from the Tampa Bay 45. Out of the huddle and to the line. Three receivers to the right. Goff out of the gun. There's the shotgun snap. Goff back, looking, looking, throwing deep downfield. Watch Jamison inside the 10. Jamison makes the catch. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, number nine. 
the fans that travel with us and that show up at the state. I feel like every every game there's more and more more and more that are showing up. And <laughs> I mean, we got we got into this game there at the end with up two scores and and they. You know, Tampa's offense is out there on the field, and I feel like they're about to have to go into silent cadence at their own place. And that's, I mean, that's that's saying something about your, your the support you have from the fans. So, listen, it's a good feeling, it's a good vibe. I can tell you, our players and coaches coaches notice it. We noticed it, but when we walked out today, start the game, it was like, look at all the blue, um, and you could hear them. That's amazing. Good for the Lions as the hype train runs through Tampa. Jamison Williams catches his first touchdown of the year. Um, He was one of the ones that had the gambling suspension, right? So he was out. uh, And so he's back and Jared Goff found him. And this was without Gibbs or Montgomery. They definitely needed Goff to be efficient, to move the ball, but also to not turn it over. Uh, Speaking of turnovers, yeah, Detroit picks off Baker Mayfield and they limit Tampa to two of 12 on third down. I suck today. We suck today. It was awful Um, from the get-go. I mean, it just can't play like that. Didn't start fast. We didn't pick it up in the middle and we didn't finish strong. So um, plain and simple, we have to be better. Lions are a good ball club that if we play like that, we're going to lose every time. So uh, I think the defense and special teams did an amazing job yet again. Baker Mayfield sounds morose, but it, uh, he did an interview with Fox earlier in the week, and I cap- happened to catch most of it on the pregame show. He sounds like a different guy. Uh, everything he's gone through in the last year and a half has changed him, has matured him, and now he just wants to play football for a winner. So this was a rude awakening, but the Buccaneers are still on top of the NFC South. I suck today. We suck today. As for the Lions, they're off to their fastest start since 2011. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.